1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of
0: your day
1: Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Live from Little Bear Sanctuary Show with Christopher Bain. Enjoy topics such as the vegan lifestyle, sanctuary media highlights and spotlighting new rescues. Happy Friday, friends! Uh, welcome to live from Little Bear Sanctuary. I'm your host, Chris Vane. Today is Friday, November thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Um, it's also World Kindness Day. Uh, every um, every November thirteenth is World Kindness Day, and and I think this year, more than ever, uh, we definitely uh, need to. Be kind to each other. It's been a crazy year. Um, we lots of uh, lots of uh, strife with our friends. Um, so I'm hoping uh, today everybody will take a deep breath and um, be kind. Say something kind to somebody. Say hello to somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. Um, tell somebody you love them. I love you guys, (laughs) and uh, thank you guys for tuning in today, Uh, we've got a great show, I have a special co-host today, and I'm going to bring her out right now, (laughs) Um, (laughs) come here, Ginger, Ginger is my co-host today, come here, (laughs) come here, oh, here she is, look at this beautiful little girl, (laughs) this is Ginger. Hi, sweetie. Yes, you're a good girl. You are a good girl. I love you. Yes, you are. Ginger is a feral hog. She's a piglet. I know. Oh, my goodness. Come on, let's feed you. She's hungry. She's hungry. Come here. You want to eat? You're too nervous? Come on. There we go. There's a good girl. So Ginger is a, a feral hog. She was found a few miles from the sanctuary. She's probably two months old. She oh. should... Should not be drinking from a bottle anymore. But, um, you know, she's been with us for a week. She had a pretty high fever for the first few days. And this was the only way I could get fluids into her. And she's being (laughs) very, very stubborn. Is that good? I know you're a hungry girl. Um, Yes, you are. I don't know if you guys can see her beautiful eyelashes. <laughs> Good morning, Elizabeth. How are you? <laughs> so yeah, little Ginger is a feral. Um, she probably lost her mom to a hunter. It's, it's that time of year, which is unfortunate. Uh, these uh, We have herds of these guys everywhere. Oh my God, they're always coming to the sanctuary and visiting. And uh, every once in a while... A little piglet comes along, and um, she's being really sloppy. <laughs> You're such a good girl. I know. You're being such a good girl. You are. Yes, you are. You're so beautiful. You're so cute. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, she's um, she refuses to give up the bottle. I put food down, I put snacks down, and... <laughs> So we're kind of stuck for a for a while with the bottle, but we'll get we'll get her off the bottle. Tater was the same way; he he stayed on the bottle for a while. Yes, you're such a good girl. I know, sweetie, so pretty. You hungry today? You're hungry. (laughs) Good morning, Kim. So Elizabeth, I got to tell you, you were thank you for that message from the angels. You were dead on right. I I got uh, a lot of people actually inquired this week about. What you and I talked about? <laughs> yeah, I know. Fun, <laughs> not so much fun when you got to do it uh, six times a day. But yeah, you know, we're we're uh... <laughs> she's um, she's a handful. She's in, she's living in the house with us. you such a good girl. I know you a sweet girl. So I'm going to keep feeding her. Um, let me see if I can read my notes. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good girl. So, we finally got a, a Patreon site up, and I want to thank my producer, Tiffany, for nudging me to uh, finally get that done. I had, um, we've been in operation for three years, and um, I don't know why I was really resistant to Patreon because the fees are super high, but um, oh, are you done? Are you done? You want some more? All right. Oh, you're heavy. You're heavy. Um, Yeah. The fees are really high, but, um, Tiffany, you talked me into it. Um, our director of communications, Kim did a phenomenal job putting the Patreon together. And as soon as I get this little girl down, I'll read you some of the tier levels. Um, you can, uh, the website is patreon.com forward slash little bear sanctuary. And, um, Patreon is a site where you donate monthly um, to nonprofits, to any type of organization. Um, Ours is set up with, I think we've got four or five different tiers. And depending on um, the amount of money you donate, you get different benefits each month. Um, There you go. I know, you're so hungry. You're so hungry. All right. This is hard to do. I don't know how women with babies do this. I'm already tired. Come on, let's go down. Let's go down. Thank you for thank you for being on my show with me today. <laughs> we'll bring her on a little later. All right, my arm hurts. Man, she's heavy. So, yeah, Patreon. Let me read you guys the tier levels really quick, and then uh, I'm going to burn on my guest. So, Patreon, $5 a month gets you. Um, it's a general sanctuary support level, and you'll get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes pictures. Uh, For $15 a month, um, each tier builds on the previous. So you get the previous tier's benefits plus each tier's benefits. Did I explain that right? So for $15 a month, you get the support. um, You're going to get early access to new residents. And, you know, we'll put up exclusive videos, picks. And uh, today we actually have three new pigs coming, so we're super excited about that. They're, they're uh, really cute. Another three pigs coming from our friends at Ruderville. They'll be arriving after the show. So, yeah, $15, you get exclusive merch, and you get a, um, a sanctuary sticker. For $50 a month, you get all that stuff, plus you'll get uh, a Little Bear Sanctuary mug. At $125 a month, you'll get all of that plus uh, an exclusive organic tote bag. And for the the higher level, the 200 a month, you'll get all that great stuff. Plus, you'll get a little bear sanctuary hoodie. You get the mug, you get the sticker, you get the tote. And um, for, the, for that top level, we'll probably be doing um, live behind-the-scenes video. So we're really excited about that. Thank you, Tiffany, for putting me. Thank you, Kim. Kim pushed me three years ago to do it and I didn't listen to her, but thank you, Kim. <laughs> All right. So my guest today, let me get her, uh, is my beautiful friend, Christine Cleo Norlander. She is a vegan grassroots activist, a lay ministry chaplain, model. I would. Would you say you're a Hollywood insider? <laughs> I would call you. An I host.
0: was married at one time to somebody pretty well known in the music yeah. business, and it's kind of too. like a Hollywood wife.
1: Yeah, you're a Hollywood. That's star. another
0: episode, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, third, third generation cattle rancher's daughter, who stopped eating animals at eight years old, and you've had a 32 year career as a wellness therapist and medispa spa esthetician, and you combine your artistic background with your love for the innocent world. And I'm gonna give a little quote that you you gave me. <clears throat> you said, "We are the change. Don't wait for someone to do what's right, and you don't have to go across the world. Maybe you just need to go across the street." I love that. Well, thank you. And, I love
0: uh,
1: you. <laughs> uh, I love you too. So let's uh, let's uh, let's start with the easy stuff first.
0: Sure, go for it. Um, <laughs> I'm <an> out <open> the book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh tell me about tell me about your life growing up in in california
0: okay you grew up in california right yeah i did um Here. it's hmm so i grew up on kind of what you would call sort of like a little play farm uh in woodland hills which yeah. was really close to calabasas and um hidden hills which uh was very horsey um my dad, who was um, he was awesome, He was a beautiful man. Um, I come from like a military um, first responder, kind of rancher, but then also um, stockbrokers. We have a lot of stockbrokers in our family. So that's oh, wow. why we were in LA. My dad was in the rodeo and um, so I grew up as his little buddy, and I had um, a horse and, or a pony rather. I took care of goats next door. I was always bringing home everybody with fur. I was the kid that was just like, oh gosh, you know, they would, I was just very aware of the animal and innocent world, um, outside chickens, ducks, and, um, it was really, really wonderful. Um, but around that time when kids start wondering like about the birds and the bees and like, hey, where their meatballs come from, I was like, oh, wait a minute. You're, you mean like that, is that what I love? And so I was about eight when I stopped eating animals. Um, I consciously remember right around eight, maybe nine. Um, and so like when people say, do you miss like hamburger or pork or whatever? The only thing that I can um, equate it to is like what maybe like an impossible burger tastes like or something. I don't, I don't hanker for, like that flavor or texture, anything like that. Um, so really interesting though, which, um, I was really introduced to more like a, a vegan or animal free lifestyle by Alice Coltrane.
1: Yes. Which, I, I was going to get there yeah. at nine yeah, years old.
0: Yeah. I was about nine Very years old uh, from horses. Cause her, yeah. her kids, um, had horses, um, Around Delarosa, that street in Woodland Hills, and there was horse shows. And back then, I was riding horses. I was such mm-hmm. a horse girl, um, still am. But I like to look at them and take care of them. I don't like to ride yeah. them. Yeah. But um, so I went to her house. Tell everybody this,
1: like, who Alice is, in case people don't know who oh, she okay. is.
0: Well, maybe y'all heard of John Coltrane, the great jazz musician. She was a fabulous musician also but she was also um a spiritual leader and i guess you would say like a a swami so i've always been like on a spiritual hunger my whole life too and that's why it companions really well with veganism but with alice um so i went to her house and here's this woman i'm like kind of a kid i mean back then they'd say do you remember when maybe you remember christopher your parents would say come home when it's dark we don't say that anymore. It'd <laughs> yeah, be like sure. you come home with your with your pony when it gets dark. So I would have these, <laughs> all these adventures with my pony and meet people and all that. And that's how I met her and her kids. I went to her house and she's you know all swathed in these be- this beautiful robe and I was like, "Oh my word." And she had this really fabulous hair and she fed me vegan food and i just remember wow that was really great and that just kind of like solidified it with oh my gosh there's all this flavor there's no animals involved i'm a kid this is this is a different generation you know so that's where i got yeah. my roots with that and then when i was a teenager i worked at follow your heart and and everybody knows yeah. follow your heart cheeses great. and oh gosh. Yeah. So I think what's I,
1: amazing about like people don't realize they've been around since nineteen seventy.
0: Yeah, Michael, Bob, Spencer, and Paul. And I remember yep. them all. And I had to take a vegan oath, meaning I yeah. wouldn't eat animals or harm animals. And so yep. I'm like a maybe like 16, 17, 18, I worked there. And I just met all these great far out people. And back then there wasn't a whole lot of vegan restaurants or vegetarian restaurants.
1: Yeah. And
0: um, so I met all these great people. I was the world's spaciest waitress. I was dropping stuff, but I, <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah. And I met friends. I somehow
1: believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I was, it was fun, but <laughs> yeah, I was just like, um, but I, I remember way back when they were inventing these things that have just like blown up all over the world. And like, I, I'll be honest when I see them, like say, we Go to Whole Foods or wherever you get your. I'm gonna call it veganese. I remember they said veganese, yeah, say yeah, yeah,
1: say, yeah, yeah. People yeah. say
0: veganese, but I kind of remember yeah. them saying veganese. I, okay. I get a little t- well, you're the
1: insider here, so you be-
0: <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. They can call it whatever they want tomato, tomato. It's just and that like, was 19,
1: 1977 is when they came out with their first veganese product,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, really so incredible. that was, yeah, that was like. You know, I was like, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, very like young, young teenager, yeah. and yeah. I just when I see them now, I just go, oh my word! Like I feel like this is a part of my story. This is I'm I didn't invent it, but I just remember, you know, dot to dot dot. You want some of this with your nut burger supreme, <laughs> sure. And and so it makes me so happy thinking like how our world is exploding with all these. Things that are accessible, whereas before you, um, you know, we didn't have the, the availability and all the things to go to. So that was yeah. part of it. Yeah. There's-
1: um, <laughs> I know that I, I, you were, you know, uh, Cleo and I have known each other for a while. So we talk. And um, I know part of that whole uh, Folly Yard experience, um, they had a lot of um, vegan. I mean, back then, vegetarian, vegan influencers, mm-hmm. um, spiritual people—they would yes. come in into the cafe. Were they? Would they do? Would they give talks there, or was it just like the hanging? Um, well, for
0: me, part of my experience was um, I had a scholarship to Humboldt, but I chose to follow uh, a raw food vegan sprout farmer. <laughs> And go to Del Mar and I lived in a historic pink mansion that kind of tilted. Um, if that's what you're leading up to, it's like, yeah, yeah. that part of my story.
1: Sure, so um, I could see yeah. you living in that. <laughs> I can totally. Yeah,
0: it was <laughs> awesome. Um, he, he was just an instrument. We weren't like, we became just friend friends, but you know, I, I raw, I was raw food, vegan, um, surfer, like, you know, just soaking up the good vibes of sun, but check this out. So I'm living in this really funky mansion and the family was Sikh and they were, um, spiritual seekers as well. And they held these wonderful, um, conferences and they also videotaped and some of the notable people that came there and I had no clue. And I wasn't like hungry, you know, for like, Fame or anything. I was just like cooking vegetarian, vegan food for the family to lower my rent like $25. <laughs> and I, so Ram Dass would come in the kitchen. That's and amazing. yeah. And then I met like, um, Elson Haas and, um, Harold Bloomfield and just all these really wonderful people that just like they put a seed in my heart. And it just like, like I had said, I'd always companioned my, love of animals and the innocent world with aesthetics and spirituality. So I've always been like the what if girl and, you know, tell me more. I want to learn more. I want to know the deeper things of life. Although I'm mainly a goofball and all that, but I just, (laughs) I do really care about deep things. And I think, um, these really important seeds, you know, with Alice Coltrane, follow your heart people I met and then this experience of living with this family for a year and meeting all these wonderful people um just as like friends and like I remember I didn't know him real well but um Ram Dass would just we just talking trying my food and just talking um just like like a really loving uncle or something and I was like later on wow that was him (laughs) Tell
1: so cool. everybody who Ram Dass is, because I know a lot of people watching probably aren't aware who that is.
0: Ram Dass, Ram Dass. Yeah. He just recently left this earth. He was a wonderful, wonderful. Um, well, he 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 showed us a lot of like um, how to just be really present, and of course, he wrote the um, the infamous um, "Be Here Now," which is just yep. one of the most important pieces of literature in the 60s and 70s he was um i believe from harvard he was he was jewish and um i'm a little bit jewish so i i love i love the culture i love that part of our culture and he um was just somebody who just brought love and kindness and um he wasn't a pacifist or anything but he was a bridge builder so
1: For sure. I learned more about guy. him after um, my
0: experience than before because it was like, holy cow, that right. was him. You know, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing
1: when you think back at the people you got to meet. Yeah. And then looking back today, how important they were to the world.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's a responsibility because at one point in our lives, we all want to look and I'm a, you know, I'm a mom and a grandma now. Okay. So it's like, yeah, you kind of want to look at the arc (laughs) of your life and like um, particularly in these times and go, what is the thread of my life and how can I be of most use? And these important things that were put into my life are there as a gift and to be used, not um, just like, Oh, that happened, that happened. It's more like, they came to me for a reason, so
1: yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, the whole rancher background. I know your okay. family moved to Oregon in what was it nineteen? What year did they move?
0: Um, I think it was ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Um, so that, yeah, that's so. That was my mom and dad, and uh, by ninety.
1: They purchased a cattle ranch.
0: Well, um, so it's not a huge place. It's so beautiful there. I mean, I love it. Um, but it's not. It, it's what I would call a bigger micro farm, much bigger than how I yeah. grew up. But um, in Oregon, a lot of people, um, and you kind of have to brace yourself, especially if somebody who loves animals. They, you'll see. Very, very often, especially where I am in the Willamette Valley area, you'll see yeah. sheep, a few goats, you'll uh, see pigs, and I see daily um, transport slaughter trailers, small and large, every day. It's not like yeah. I'm in a collective group where we're like, oh, truck coming, truck coming. It's not like that. It's just like you'll be driving and all of a sudden you're you're at a stoplight and you'll see them. Um so about that. Um, yeah. So my dad raised cattle and sheep and uh, I've been living, I had been living in Monterey for a while. Um, I got married again and I had two awesome kids. So raised kids there, but Oregon is always like home also. Sure. So, so um, but now on my mom's side and I don't want to get teared up, but I am speaking the truth because a lot of my story, I, I felt kind of closeted. And the reason I chose to go on your show and you chose me is because there are people that are in um, my type of family of culture that we love, that are good people, hardworking people, great, like if you want to call them great Americans, um, loyal, they love the land and all that. But they raise animals for profit. Okay. So there are these Vegan black sheep, if you will, kids in in families like this. And I'll get more to like why I uh, use my story and try and um, reach out to foodies and, and um, like small farmers, yeah, like in yeah, farmers yeah. markets.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so on my mom's side, my great grandfather, he was um, an Ashkenazi orphan and he so was long. put on a cattle ranch. And that's how he met my great-grandmother, who was the cook at this cattle ranch, Diamond X in Montana. And um, my great-grandma's sister, she owned the ranch. So, like, lots of, like, Disney relatives owned ranches. And then my grandma was born there, her and her sisters. And um, so she grew up around that. And then they all moved to Santa Monica later, my mom was born so you can call that three generations and then on my dad being like this like um rodeo awesome <laughs> like like you could feel him in the room his energy was so intense and like yeah. beautiful but at the same time oh, it was hard <laughs> you know it's been hard so that's kind of like where I come from um and the 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 farm in Oregon, it's not, like, a huge ranch. It's a farm. It's, like, 20 acres. It's absolutely beautiful. But it's, like, there's – it's all open. Like, you just see open pasture for miles and miles because there's nothing built around it. Um, so, regularly going to rodeos. Um, like, I didn't go to the sale barn, but, like, that was a big part of the culture when yeah. my no, my – think- when my pop he right. decided to go, well, like Green Acres, like go more country, you know? like literally, <laughs> and
1: um, yeah, I can totally, I, I can totally relate. We've got, I mean, I'm pretty much located in the the southern part of uh-huh. what you're going through, and you know, there's a lot of cattle ranchers here, and. Yeah. Um, there's the auction places which are really sad because the animals animals that are auctioned off are usually sick and um,
0: oh, yeah,
1: not well cared for, they're starved, they got diseases. Um, I I know here, I mean, I I physically haven't gone to one because I don't think I could handle it, and I'd probably end up buying all the animals, yeah, you Um, would, but I I, (laughs) get a cow. Yeah, You can get a calf for like ten dollars sometimes, and that's yeah, if you we'll think see. about that. I mean, that calf for ten bucks is not a healthy animal, it's that's an animal that, baby. that no. they just want to get rid of, and they're willing yeah. to spend you know, they're willing to take ten bucks for it.
0: Well, you know, so it the kind word,
1: of really oh, makes you think about uh, the worth. Yeah. of of the animal what they consider the worth of the animal
0: well you know the word chattel which um involves currency is connected to the word cattle because that's what people dealt with with livestock and all that and then speaking about that is like i do a lot of my own and I, i advise anybody to do this who wants to learn more um about reaching out to ranchers farmers booty people whatever especially about the grass fed the sexier kind of cows and lambs and all that that they think they they think you know know, cognitive dissonance but they believe that oh it's okay and they had a great life and one lousy day is like there's always something leading up to it and um it behooves you to to study different literature you can go to like Farm stores, or go online, or whatever. Here, I do it, and I like to read comparatively. Um, it's like how, you know, nobody really in America is going to eat a horse. Maybe they say, "Oh, I went did I ate horse meat in France?" Whatever, da, da 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 da. Especially if they're belligerent about talking about um, humanely raised meat or whatever. But if you read the literature, how like horses are treated. Versus like cows are treated. Um, your yeah. heart would melt because there's like types of food that are called finishing foods, meaning like to fatten them up before they go to the sale barn or, you know, yeah. the abattoir and, yeah, yeah. and then, but then the horses that are like, um, you know, do they bring us pleasure? They bring us beauty. They bring us joy. they, People blanket their horses when it's freezing cold, and they put yep. fly shields on them. But yep. the cows out here, like a certain university out here, I've I've watched time after time. They don't do much to them. Um, they also, um, you you'll notice too, is that they they're they're always worried about profits. And flies and that, can, the, can steal profits because they lose weight. And horses, yeah. they don't want to hurt their... You can read the literature. It's like they, they're concerned about their friends. And yeah. it's its really like if you really dig deeper, you can see the underpinnings of it.
1: Yeah. So tell, tell everybody a little bit more about, you know, what how you approach these people. I know you're, you, I, I've, I've watched your videos. I mean, I, yes. I can see how much you care for the animals and, and mm. you, get, you get very emotional sometimes. And I'm the same way. Um, yeah. And I, and it's really difficult to, and I, and I don't even, you know, ranchers family, Florida family, you know, there's the meat eaters in every in every town, um, it's a it's a specific culture. Yeah, it has to do with a machismo yeah. kind of attitude. If you're a man, you're going to eat meat. Um,
0: right.
1: It's um, uh, it, it's how do you how do you break through to someone like that? Because that's a really deep rooted um,
0: right well, something
1: deep rooted. I'm not. It, do, have you ever been successful? What kind of, um,
0: well, I have been um, successful. In how do you approach
1: somebody like that?
0: Um. Well, first of all, I try to become relatable. I might not wear something like this. If I'm going up to like a, a farmer rancher at the farmer's market. Okay. So that's where a lot of people um can meet these people who raise animals that once are called, cows and come back as beef because they're not, um, cold or people nowadays, especially with COVID, they don't have abattoirs in their backyard. Unless you are fitting to have a cow that you will share with a family or end up in a freezer, then they can bump them off in, in their place where they're being raised.
1: Um, An abattoir is a nice word for slaughter, slaughterhouse. Yeah, house, it's slaughter. a fancy
0: Frenchy word for like yeah. a killing station. Hell yep. on earth, I would say. Mm-hmm. Ultimate. Your friend detrottle. Natasha is here.
1: Your friend Natasha is here. Um, she says hello, Natasha Middleton. Hi, Natasha. Hey, girl. <laughs> she, she's
0: my she's my support lifeline. She's a beautiful vegan activist, also.
1: She yeah. says, yeah. "Talk about your day with Peta."
0: Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, and I can get back to that point in a second. Um, Well, I did an action. um, I went to the Capitol with some other Oregonian activists, I guess they're from Portland. Um, We were just asking Kate Brown to close down the mink farms, and we all know what's going on with the thousands of minks, um, like in Denmark and stuff, so there are lots of mink farms here in Oregon, and sadly, um, Oregon isn't at the same place where Cali, California, thank God for AB44, which passed last year, that yeah. anti-fur ban um, yeah. going going forward. You know, there's um, going to be that. So so I was just out in the Capitol with my signs. It was sort of like an action where it was sort of more like a, I don't know, it's like a plebiscity kind of thing. There was, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I remember this there was this one guy who came up and he was kind of like, I don't know, is he like, is he in or out? What's up? And then so he comes back later with his beautiful doggy and he had an opossum with him. And he goes, yes, no fur. And he was riding his bike and his little opossum was in his jacket. he says, (laughs) I'm her daddy because she's blind. So I was just like trying to hold my sign and like being sort of like stoic. And then I'm like, the tears of course are coming down. And yeah. and I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. So, yeah, I did that. Um, I've worked a little so for, bit for
1: everybody that's watching um, right now. Uh, my piggy's peeing on the floor right now, by the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm like, I turn, I'm like, what's this noise? And yeah. <laughs> what's
0: my child doing? <laughs> it's okay,
1: Christopher. Great. Welcome, welcome to the Parenthood. parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, uh. anyway. Yeah. Right, right now in Denmark, um, they're calling—and I'll say killing. Gosh, I, I think I lost count on how many mink they're literally having to destroy every farmed mink in the in the country of Denmark yeah. because of the COVID crisis.
0: Right. Um,
1: and and you know what I what I find fascinating is about that. I mean, this is happening all over the world. You know, they're killing pigs in China. They're um, yeah. You know, Denmark. Um, COVID came from an animal.
0: Yes. And not
1: just from an animal. Animals kept in slow conditions, in tight conditions, in disease mm-hmm. conditions. And, yeah. Super and
0: compromised. Now,
1: and, and we know this, and the world knows it, and we talk about it. Mm. And I'm still surprised that even today, you know, these slaughterhouse conditions are still going on. In yeah. Smithfield, I think I, there are hundreds and hundreds of ploy- employees that came down with COVID. I mean, this is a real, That's right. this, this is a real, it, it's out of control. It's, it's coming back again now. There's a spike. And I hope,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I hope that we as the people, because our mm-hmm. government certainly isn't helping right now. Um, I think we all need to help each other. Yes, and keep each other safe because right. we're going to have a lot more deaths because of it, and and I and I and I think it's a great spotlight on. Unfortunately, it had to come to this to spotlight right. Plate of yeah. animals and you yeah. know what can happen with well, viruses.
0: You know that saying: if it happened once, it can happen again. And guess yeah. what? It's not the yeah. first time we've had the these poor diseases. I think every type of plague has happened because of some type of animal. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Breed, as a festering breeding, breeding yep. ground for disease. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not all like people are getting really excited about a vaccine. It's like, well, building up your immune system and also preventing it in the first place. I think like for me with my orientation and everything is like, I would, be more inclined to want to know where the heck it came from, how I can prevent it yep. and how we can prevent it in the future. Because yeah. like I said, it's going to, it's going to come back. It's going to be even more virulent because of, um, you know, things can be resistant and strains. Um, and I'm not a fear monger, but this is also a really brilliant time of regrouping and re strategizing. And I think it's like, There's no such thing as going back to normal. What the heck do we want to go back to? It's like I 2020, like everybody, you know, there's all these weird memes and all this and that, but, oh my gosh, it's like been so creative. It's been so awesome for me in a certain way. And my heart goes out to everybody who's been affected by it. But for me, as far as like, it's really made me be more vocal, more out. Like I said, I felt kind of closeted. I've, I've been really involved in activism for the last like four or five years, but even more so with COVID and um, not coming against my family, but just being truthful that I, I know these animals and babies and there is a correlation, yeah. you know, you can't get around it. And
1: sure.
0: um, yeah. when, you
1: said, when you say closeted, you mean a closeted vegan, right?
0: Um, yeah, because like, I would say, although the percentages of vegans is what 2% or something like that in the world, I mean, and even the word has risen, it's, it's my activism. And also like saying, I understand you and I want to be a bridge builder with ranchers kind of like, um, a lot of us are friends with, um, Renee Sonnen and Tommy from Rowdy Girl Sanctuary. Who's, oh, yeah. who's been like really brilliant as far as like, Hey, this is, this is where we are. Let's go forward and really coming together. And matter of fact, next week, they're having a wrap su- summit, uh rancher advocacy program summit where they're having like Howard Lehman, Lyman, the guy who.
1: Yeah. You know, I, was, I saw that on. on yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And other people just, really talking like um you know they they're the last people that want to hurt people cuz um,
1: i think I, it's I specifically wanna... too for ranchers who are looking to go from that meat industry to a more sustainable yeah profitable um, yeah profitable sustainable mm-hmm. with veggies as opposed to yeah you know meat Hemp. Veggies. I think it's I think it's great too. It's the first time I've seen something like that in that I can think of, and it's I love so that awesome. they're reaching out to that population. Um, with the meat industry falling apart right now, I know probably a lot of them are scared, and yeah. I, I think you know there are certain there are certain group of vegans that attack everybody, right? Yeah, and yeah. Then instead My of opinion. trying to understand. That culture, right? They attack it, and right. of course, that gets nobody anywhere, right? But I, I love that. Um, I love that these uh vegan groups, these incredible vegan groups and sanctuaries, are now actually doing a summit about it. How incredible is that?
0: Well, you're awesome, Sauce. You, you, and Randy, I mean, you guys are like so amazing what you're doing, and even this show, it's like you're just saying, Hey. Here we are. We weren't always, you know. Once upon a time, we ate tacos and like burgers and stuff. But now we're like saving babies and like nursing feral pigs because they're yeah, just as awesome as our doggies, and they're precious. Look into their eyes and their heart, and get to know them. And yeah. you know, excuse me, people, but humble thyself and take care of the least of these. So, um, I just if I could just talk one um, one minute about like. Like, um, an experience that I because so, it's so important, I don't want to forget this one. Um, so about my pop, um, and you know, he treated the cows and the sheep really well, and they yeah. were treated like with a certain amount of pride of ownership and like good care and all that, but they weren't loved on and treasured, okay, but they were treated okay, and I always like. My dad was like the um, earthiest non-hippie I ever met. I mean, he gets so excited when he sees rows of corn and, and <laughs> this and that identifying plants. And he loved the land too and, and harvesting. And he'd rather be on his tractor than his Silver Cloud Rolls Royce or his 300 um, SL. And he loved all that fancy stuff too. Yeah. But um, with the cows um they they see like in these humanely raised places they see farmer as provider so they will kind of adapt to like oh food you know equals love for animals yep. for us yep. too and and care and provision so they they develop a trust okay yeah now this part's really hard i hope i don't get all huh. but um And I mean this in the kindest way possible, but this is the truth, okay, that they see farmer as provider, just like your baby that you were just feeding. Your baby knows that, oh, he's got the yum-yums, right? So he's going to, your baby's going to come, your little baby is going to come to you. So um, one time my dad wore these shoes that weren't really ideal for working with a ladder and being on top of a barn. And he fell down. And Mm -hmm. he was like kind of unconscious, semi comatose. The ladder fell down, Mm -hmm. a neighbor saw, but all the cows went around him and like kind of nurtured him. They didn't trample him. They didn't hurt him. They waited there. And it was sort of like the neighbor saw, oh, this unusual formation along with the noise. It saved my dad's life. Wow. Okay, that's how they are. They didn't stay in the field all separated. They were collectively together by him like angels. They saved his life, along with hearing the latter. That is true. But that's how they are. And they were wow. playing. Yeah,
1: they're super so, intelligent. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um,
0: they're precious. They have enough
1: friends. They, uh, they're they extremely intelligent. Uh, it's funny, we've got uh, eight cows and uh, it, it's um, it's funny to see <laughs> They, they really have clicks, you know, like people.
0: Right. And we have some, two- are clumpy, some are grumpy. Some are goofy. Some yeah. want to be petted. Some, some want to be uh, yeah. left alone. They're some big dogs. They're
1: 1,800 pound dogs, basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. And one of the saddest times when I was visiting, I was like, "Um, that's when I wasn't here. I just said, Where's Brownie? Where's Brownie? Oh, Brownie's in the freezer now. Mm. Whoa, that's really hard. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I, I know you've been doing. <laughs> I know you've been doing a lot of work. You're in Oregon now, and mm-hmm. you've been doing a lot. There's been a lot of fires. Been really yeah. devastating. Um, yeah, you've been helping out up there. Um, thank you for doing that. Um, well,
0: thank you. What, I
1: mean, what's it been like? It's got to be. It's got to be really well, tough
0: now it's gorgeous and ideal and it just stopped raining, but it was really crazy. Um, there were, uh, I helped out at a sanctuary, um, called green acres. I don't know if you know Tina in uh, Silverton. And, um, I know of a lot of other sanctuaries. So I got to see Oregon at its finest. And my son also, um, he he's, um, a first responder, um, well, at this point, volunteer firefighters. So he was helping put out fires and he even rescued a kitty, which was awesome. And, yeah. but, um, so what I I am, um, a licensed lay chaplain. <laughs> As yeah. I mentioned, you know, I'm on a spiritual quest. So what I did is I, I really looked into how can I reach people? Cause, like, um, I, at one point, I, uh, I mean, I've been like, like, you know, where I was with somebody super well known and going to the Grammys tons of platinum gold records and all this and that. And I was kind of living that stuff and I liked it, but my happy spot is being like skid row, feeding people, helping people, giving out blankets, like, you know, um, building a bridge, being there, I guess, you know, I had been, I've been through a lot myself. I was very abused. Um, As a child, I was sexually violated um, multiple times and then, you know, really badly when I was a teenager. Um, So I had like a lot, I've had a lot of scarring, but I've had tremendous healing. So part of my spiritual seeking is like, how can I use my gift of helps? Like, we all have gifts. Some can be administration, some can be having a sanctuary. Some can be, like, <laughs> clerical or being there with a bullhorn. You know, I love all types of activism. The thing is, like, know your story and know it well. So I became a licensed-laid chaplain, and then with the fires, I was able to um, go to, like, the fairgrounds and help – and check this out – ranchers that who trailered their young animals – and horses. And I noticed like the horses were treated really awesome. They were exercised. They call it ponying when they lead them around, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the cows and pigs and like some of the farm animals. I, I didn't get to be on that side. But I, I did get to help and like, um, oh, I'm really glad you brought this up Because I was also involved in making these care packages. And I was like thinking, okay, you see we see people at their best when there's tragedy. We can see like the we depravity of man, but like people like to come together, yeah, and and help people because it's 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 in most of us. So I was putting together these care packages, and it just like almost singed my eyelashes because like they were so loaded with chemicals. They were like although they were meant, they were. Um, delivered and they were it was community oriented and it was um given with a generous spirit these things that were meant to help the fire victims or the people that lost their homes in Oregon they were not health giving they weren't vegan they weren't like you know so it really put like um a, a like a thought in my heart in my head it's just like you know we really need to have like vegan food pantries we need to have places of of like health and healing and education and not berating people but just saying like you know if we're gonna love on people let's let's also give them like let's give them like really good stuff and like not cancer causing not full of chemicals and stuff so it's like I just was like whoa so that was really amazing for me um, and i gave them like i make jams and syrups, so i gave a lot of people like my homemade jam and teas and things like that i have a little tiny little um healing bomb forest farm like tea with jams like i make these things, yeah, <laughs> these yeah, things. Sure. so <laughs> that was awesome but tell um, me about,
1: <clears throat> tell me about your nonprofit you're thinking about opening up because well, it's
0: in there. it's in the works I, i'm yeah. actually speaking to natasha she's my um whatever <laughs> you want to say partner in crime or partner oh, in okay. no crime. We're, Natasha, um, by the way, is gonna
1: be a guest. Natasha Middleton is gonna be a guest uh next month.
0: Yes. I'm so excited. Forward.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's basically helps oriented. It's like meeting people where they're at. I do not want a dime. I um really need to get a little more uh um, food truck. Well, it's it's something like that. It's something where I'm going to be able to um, go mobile instead of people coming to me. I want to meet people where they're at with all different things. Um, I'm studying like advanced um, herbal medicine making, yeah. so I want to bring that. I want to go to where there's um, you know actions going on afterwards because in the spirit of what has happened with our country and our world. Um, instead of being the divisiveness, I want to show what does a, com- a vegan community because we are a community, okay? We, we aren't just separate, we are like a community if you want to be. And what does it look like after supposing somebody is it's it's retching to go and bear witness and see animals? So, my thing is, like, well, let's bring those those people from you know, the green team and the red team, let's being the red team people, some love and care and see how we work together. Yeah. So that's kind of like, that's the thrust of it is yeah. um, community my producer, building.
1: My producer, Tiffany says vegan meals and supplies on wheels.
0: Yeah. You got it, Tiffany. You're going to be helping me.
1: <laughs>
0: I read about Tiffany. She's pretty cool.
1: She is very cool. <laughs> She's
0: really cool. And you are cool. So oh, Randy. So,
1: are, so are you? Thank um, you. I'm gonna. <laughs> hey, Tiffany, put up that pic of. Um, uh oh. <laughs> put up that pick of Cleo. I want to share it with everybody because it's it's how you and I met. Yeah, we got so many
0: things in common, Christopher. Yes, uh,
1: we even have the same hand. We even have the same penmanship. So yeah, my um, my mother share.
0: saw that. She says, "Why did she send a package to yourself?" And I'm like. I didn't, and I look at my like, oh, That's like my <laughs> writing on a good day. You're a little neater than me, though. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know about
1: that. I don't know about that. maybe when I address packages.
0: Yeah, right, right on. So, <laughs> um,
1: just waiting for that that pick. Is there, like um, incoming. We're, we're gonna put up a fun pick of <laughs> of of Clio in her modeling days, and yeah. we sort of bonded over initially over um, a horror b uh, b horror film i guess
0: yeah i've done a few yeah. um well i'm not like there the classic ectomorph model i did yeah this attack, is the
1: attack. attack of the killer refrigerator
0: yeah <laughs> i got a small cult following which is yeah. like i don't know either good or scary i don't know
1: <laughs> and everybody but, watching this this is the poster oh no i just hate cold cuts which is kind is of appropriate truth. Which I China, yeah. right? <laughs> so anyway, that that's Clio, everybody, um, and that's that's the cover of a of a cult horror B um, classic, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd
1: be fun to share with everybody to like.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of embarrassing, but like. Uh, oh,
1: no, it's not. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've, I've um, yeah, I've done things like for HBO, PBS, um. Rachel Perry, um, Aveda, Macy's, um, went, but, like, that was just, a, like, a like a headshot thing, um, but I'm not, like, the typical ectomorph model, I did more, mm-hmm. like, posters and commercials yeah. and stuff, so.
1: <clears throat> so, we're coming towards the end of the show, and I, I want to, I want to read a quote that I love. That you you um, you said this in an interview. I oh, did. Yeah. I think it'll. Um, I think it's a perfectly appropriate for the Goldilocks family and everybody watching, and 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 I really loved it. So I wanted to close your segment out um, with a quote from you. Oh yeah. And you said there is no way to be a compassionate human being or a deeply spiritual seeker without being vegan. When you are truly seeking God, you are either vegan or pre-vegan. And of course, compassion begins on your plate and a very Aww. famous thing there. So yeah. thank you for being on the show today.
0: Well, you, thank you, Christopher. We're going to do more cool things and I'm here for you and, um, I just wish I could squeeze you yes, <laughs> awesome. I know. one day awesome awesome we'll,
1: uh, <laughs> we'll have to do a spa day at the sanctuary.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll be your girl. <laughs> definitely. And um, you're awesome. And if people need help, um, I'm here for you. You can DM me. And again, I'm not here to berate people, but I am, you know, like want to tell the straight story. Um, with compassion, with truth, and with let's go forward type things,
1: yeah. yeah. And you can find uh, you can find Cleo on on Instagram at Vegan Glamchilla because she's
0: Glamchilla. Glam. <laughs> yeah, and Cleo FYI means Christine likes everyone. That's my nickname. My name's Christine, yeah. but Cleo's my 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 you know whatever my nickname.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nickname. Yeah. All right, sweetie. Good to see you.
0: Yeah,
1: well, peace everybody. You Bye, sweetie. See love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, got a couple of minutes left. And if you weren't here at the beginning of the show, I want you guys I want to introduce you guys to my co-host today, Ginger. Come here, Ginger. She's ripping stuff up in my office. Come here. Come here, sweetie. Oh, yes, my good girl. She is having fun. This is Ginger. Say hi to everybody. Ginger is a feral piglet. She's a good girl. She's such a good girl. I know. Do you want some bottle? you want your bottle? Here. You want your bottle? There you go. Come on. I know you're hungry. Come on. No? All right. She's being fussy. She doesn't want her bottle. Say hi to everybody. I know. Isn't she cute? She's such a beautiful girl. All right. Oh, are you getting upset? <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, I thought, I thought that'd be fun to share that with you guys. <laughs> Ginger came to us a week ago. Um, she was found a couple miles from the sanctuary, um, lost her mom, and uh, she's been very fussy. I've had to bottle feed her literally four or five times a day. Um, she <laughs> She's at my feet right now. She's so sweet. She loves her belly rubs already. Um, very special. Um, we're happy we were able to rescue her. And speaking of rescues, we've got uh, three beautiful piggies coming today. Um, we're helping out. <clears throat> another sanctuary in Florida called Brewerville, and they'll be arriving right after the show. So we'll we'll be putting up that uh, exclusive video for our patrons first. Um, We have a Patreon account finally. Yay. And it's... (laughs) Elizabeth, Elizabeth, she is not, I cannot, I wish I could have her as the house pet. (laughs) Uh, My dogs would think otherwise, unfortunately, Um, but she's, uh, (laughs) she's a handful. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, we've, we've got a Patreon account. Uh, Yeah, there it is. Patreon.com, Little Bear Sanctuary, different levels of support. And you guys can go, can go down the list. It's, um, <clears throat> Depending, you know, we're going to have exclusive behind-the-scenes footage, pictures, videos. Um, we're going to do some live stuff, and uh, we're, we're excited about that. I, I want to thank Tiffany for accidentally pushing me back into doing the Patreon, <laughs> and and Kim, Kim's watching today too. She's uh, she put it all together for me, um, which is fantastic because. My schedule has been so crazy. So I'm, I'm super grateful to um, the beautiful ladies in my life who look out for me. Uh, next week, I have a very special guest. So uh, for those of you um, who have a special guy in your life or your husbands and they're having a tough time going vegan, next week is the show for the guys to watch. We have the um, the incredible Tory Washington. Uh, he is he's a celebrity vegan, and uh, I'm really looking forward to interviewing him. And I so appreciate him taking the time out next week to to be on the show. I'm super excited about it. <clears throat> what else can I tell you guys? Um, we our show is booked through January. We have some really. I'm um, I'm so happy with. <clears throat> with the uh, with the people have been approaching and people have been approaching me to be on the show and and so far everybody who I've asked has said yes which has been you know for me <laughs> it's it's kind of exciting um, so we got a bunch of celebrities coming up and great vegan activists um, leaders in in the vegan community vegan lifestyle um, my dogs are going crazy Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for watching. Happy Friday again. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, if you missed a show or you can watch a, any, any of our shows on demand on the Goldilocks Productions YouTube, my dogs are howling now. And I hope to see you guys next Friday. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments. Then head over to the Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With the huge selection of shows, the fun doesn't have to end. Hold up.